0: Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at Prevail.tv. Now let's tune in. My Lord. Y'all clap for that worship team. Man, thank you. Thank you. So, uh. Um, How do you move on from that? <laughs> Is it possible? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, um, we're going to try to move on and um, see what the Lord wants to do. Amen. Sorry. All right. Uh, so. First of all, if you're watching, thank you for tuning in. It, it, you guys that are here this morning, thank you all for being here. I believe God has a word for us today, and I want to share that word, and I think it goes in line with what's already happened here. Um, and I pray that you would receive what God wants to say. I don't have a quick word. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Look, y'all were rejoicing. Y'all caught. Y'all missed what I said. I don't have a quick word. Amen. I'm no, oh, okay. just go- I do have a quick word, but um, it won't be a long word. Amen? But I believe God wants to say something. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. We're going to read verses 13 through 20. Matthew 16, 13 through 20. And it says, in the word of God, it says, it's going to be on the screen too. It says, when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. This is what he asked them. He said, what are people saying about me the son of man who they who do they believe I am somebody say who do they believe they answered some are convinced you are John the baptizer others are saying you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets and Jesus said this he said but you one translation said, he said uh, but what about you somebody say but what about you he said but you who do you say I am Jesus asked Simon Peter spoke up and said, You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, uh, You are favored and privileged, Simeon, son of Jonah, for you did not discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church. Somebody say my church my legislative assembly and the power of death will not be able to overcome it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. He then gave his disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. I want to preach a message today that I have titled, But What About You? Somebody say, but what about you? Look at your neighbor. It's a neighbor. You got to do it right. It's a neighbor. Look at him. Get real. It's a neighbor. But what about you? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to say. I pray that you would speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in the Nexus Now series, and we are talking about faith, and we are talking about how God wants to do something in the earth, and it's a now thing. Somebody say now. It's not next week. It's right now. Somebody say now. now. God wants to do a miracle in the earth. He wants to have revival in the earth, and the revival is happening now. Somebody say now. now. And I believe that God has chosen and selected many of us, uh, many of those that watch watching online and in this room, and, and all of us, really, I think God has placed an anointing on all of us to be part of now. Somebody say now. now. Why? Because I believe next is now. We're not waiting on a revival. We are a revival. I'm not waiting on the move of God. I am a move of God. Y'all, I, y'all ain't hearing me today. Y'all, y'all quiet in the house of God, but I'm not waiting for the Spirit of the Lord to show up. When I walk in the room, the Spirit of the Lord is with me. Amen. When I come in the room, I bring the presence of God. I host the presence of God. I don't just live my life separate from the presence of God and then show up to the room and then I meet the presence of God. No, he goes with me everywhere. When I'm in the grocery store, he's there. When I'm in my car, he's there. When I'm riding down the street, he's there. Walking through an airport, he's there. God is with me. So if God is with me and his revival is already going on, then that means next is now. Somebody say next is now. But I realize that most of us, many of us, you know, wh- whoever you are, and if you're like me, you do this, you struggle with under- believing that you can be a part of what God is doing in the earth. Because it's hard to believe that God wants to use you when you know you. Amen. Are we quiet? I don't, I don't glow in the dark, so I know God, though, I don't glow in the dark. Amen? Dark might get darker when it's darker. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like... God be like, ooh, wee! That's dark. <laughs> Come on. And but what's amazing is that God knows my shortcomings, my issues, but he still says, Tag, you're it. He still says, you're next, and next is now. Somebody say next is now. So it's interesting as we're diving into this series and what I want to talk about today because we have to take a moment to talk about what we believe. Somebody say we believe. See, I'm convinced that when we uh, begin to really understand and discover who we are in Christ, our lives, our family, our church, and even the people that we come in contact with, every single day will be transformed. I don't believe that you can have a moment and an encounter with God and nobody is transformed when you come out of that moment. I believe when you carry the presence of God and when you come in contact with people after you have an encounter with the Lord, a true encounter, there's something different about you. There's something that you carry on your life that people are attracted to. They're like, what is this thing? Why are you so happy in the middle of calamity? Why are you smiling when everybody seems to be sad? Why? Why? And it's because I carry something on my life that's bigger than me. Aristotle said this, Aristotle, I know you're like, why are you quoting Aristotle? Aristotle said this, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. If you know who you are, Come on, somebody. That's the beginning of all wisdom. So I think it is uh, when we begin to know ourselves that we can become individuals who can contribute a gift that's truly amazing to this world. Amen. See, it's my desire as the pastor of this church is that the people who come in contact with me, uh, not even just here, but just in general. People who come in contact with me when I'm working at the gym or whatever, uh, that they will understand that their minds, uh, that we will transform our minds and become people who think and function like world changers. I would love for you to think every single day and live with the confidence that when you walk out of this room, you are carrying the presence of God. Somebody say carrying the presence of God. Every single day I look at the hurt and the defeat that's tearing through our communities and our nation and our world. And it breaks my heart. I've become heavy with the burden to do something. When I see pain, I want to do something. And when I see people broken, I want to I do something. Amen. But I realized doing something about the world around me, listen to me now, to do something about the world around me, it's got to start with change in me. If I want to change the world around me, change has to start with me. Uh Uh-huh. I can't expect to change my, my job and have a nasty attitude every day. Oh, we preaching in the house of the Lord today for good. <laughs> it's going to get real heavy up in the room. Come on. Right? I can't expect to be praying for my husband or my wife to get saved, and then I have a nasty attitude every single day. Oh, it's quiet. Come on. You can't pray that, you know, I can be impactful in school and then I'm, you know, cussing people out. Y'all, it's quiet. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. It's got to start with us. You see, when I begin to gather full comprehension of who I am, right, or when we begin to gather full comprehension of who we are, what we do Uh, what we do and how we can impact others what we can do becomes limitless when I get a true understanding of who I am in God who I am in Christ all limits are taken off me right I mean you know scripture says uh, that, that, that with God all things are possible what is all things That's not a trick question. So you think the scripture, the writer was writing, he was trying to trick people. He said, with God, all things are possible. But he really meant some things. No, he said, with God, all things are possible. Amen. See, I imagine a day where we don't view empty seats as empty seats, but we view them as opportunities. What do you mean? I mean, I view it as an opportunity for lives to be mended, hurts to be healed and the lost to be found amen? amen view it as an opportunity for joy to be restored for for the joy of salvation to be restored for the depressed to be uh, uh, to, to, to be to be brought up to for hope to be restored to for minds to be healed for hearts to be mended I view it as an opportunity for the church to be the church yeah. and I believe when we begin to realize who we are nothing will be impossible somebody say nothing nothing will be impossible so as we unpack the scripture i think the scripture is a great way and has some great nuggets to tell us how we discover who we are in christ amen y'all ready for this y'all so how do we find out who we are in christ Well, based on this encounter with Jesus right here, there's a few principles that I think we can pull from this. First of all is this. We get a revelation of who Jesus is. Somebody say a revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, uh, hey, guys. This is how I imagine he's talking, okay, to... he may not talk like me, but I imagine he talks like me. He's like, bruh, bruh, bruh. What are they saying about me out there in the street? <laughs> no, he said say it like that. He said, who do men say that I am? What did you say? Who did, what are everybody saying? They're like, oh, you know, they think you, uh, they think you John the Baptized. Uh, John the Baptist. They think you are Elijah reincarnate. They think you uh, you might be Jeremiah, one of the prophets. They you know, and there, believe it or not, there are people today who still believe that Jesus was just one of the prophets. There are religions that teach that Jesus was just one of the prophets. He was important in history, but he wasn't the Savior. Yeah. Amen. And this is. This is the difference, see, because because there were people then and there are people now who still believe the same thing, that that Jesus had great importance, but he wasn't the most important one. Amen. Amen. And Jesus has this conversation. They start listing off these people who they think think he is and, and all this stuff. But then Jesus turns to them and said, but who do you think I am? Or who do you believe I am? In verse 16, Simon, Peter, and I love Peter because Peter's my guy because Peter reminds me of me. Amen. Rough around the edges, but still saved. Hey, come on, somebody. And Peter said, uh, you, somebody say you, You are are the the anointed one, the son of the living God. Right in this moment, Peter had a revelation of who Jesus is. Peter revealed to us that he not only walked with Jesus and talked with him, but he believed more than just a little bit of, oh, well, you a prophet and all this. Stuff. No, he believed that you are the son of God. And I love it that he, he, he did that because in this context, in this culture, he could have called him anybody else. But he said, no, you are the son of God. What does that mean? You are exactly who God sent to this earth as the Messiah. You are the son of God. You're not just a prophet. You're not just another guy running around in the street telling us all this stuff, doing these miracles. You are the son of God. You are the Savior sent into the world to heal and the brokenhearted to set the captives free to die on the cross for me. I know who you are. You are the Messiah. Peter says you are the son of God. says you are the Messiah you are the son of God if we're going to learn first of all if we're going to discover who we are in Christ we have to first discover who Christ is to us I'm gonna say it again you can't know who you are until you know who Christ is come on you can't know who you truly are in Christ until you know what you believe about Christ and most of us got some messed- up belief systems because we came from churches that told us that Jesus was just there to get us to heaven. Amen. Well, did He just get me to heaven? No, Jesus was the reason you are here today. He is every single aspect of your life matters because of Jesus. Jesus is the righteousness, He's the peace, He's the joy, He's the love, He's all loving. Come on somebody. It's not just your ticket to heaven. I know it's quiet. It's quiet in here. It might be quiet online. But some of y'all have been believing for a long time that Jesus, I'm just I, I gave my life to Jesus, and now I'm going to heaven. I can be good. No. He's the reason why you can be saved. He's the reason why you can be healed. He's the reason why you can be whole. He's the reason why you can share a word of knowledge with people. He's the reason why you can walk through a grocery store and hear the voice of God telling you to, to, to encourage and, and speak into somebody's life. Jesus is the reason. Yes. Not just for the season, but for everything. Amen. Yes. Come on, somebody. And if you're going to know who Jesus if you want to know who you are, you got to know who he is. I can't believe something about myself if I don't believe about him first. Why? Because if you know what you believe about Jesus, it'll correct what you believe about yourself. Because his righteousness is my righteousness. That's what the that's what scripture teaches. So we sing songs like, oh rich I am. The Jesus like, no, you ain't a rich. I'm not a rich. Are you, why are you a wretch? Because I'm not a wretch. Oh, it's quiet. But he says, for I, you know, be, be holy, for I am holy. And you like, well, I, I ain't really all that good. And he's like, but, but, but I'm holy? So why are you not holy? Because if you're in me and I'm in you, then aren't. Right. Well, I don't feel righteous. You ain't got to. Jesus is righteous. And if Christ lives in you, guess what? You are now made right. There you go. That's some theology for you right there. Basic scripture. And if we get that right, if we start believing right about Jesus, we'll start believing right about ourselves. Amen. What's the next thing? Uh, If you want to know who you are in Christ, then you got to receive affirmation from Jesus. Somebody say receive affirmation. From Jesus. Verse 17, Jesus replied and said, you are favored and privileged. Simeon, son of Jonah, for you did not discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed this to you. What did Jesus do? Peter said, this is who I believe you are. And Jesus said, let me affirm your belief system by telling you that you are favored. Amen? Because you didn't get this from anybody else. You got this from my father. Basically, Jesus said, boy, I can tell you've been having an encounter with the Lord. Look at you. You ain't leaning into your own understanding. You're leaning into who I am. So you got to receive affirmation from Jesus. Amen? Amen? You can't know who you are if you won't receive affirmation. Now, this is, this is, this is understood. This, here, here's what I need to break down, because you have to learn how to receive affirmation. Somebody say receive. A lot of us, we don't have an affirmation issue. We have a rejection issue. Jesus ain't not affirming us, we just keep rejecting the affirmation. Come on. I know it may not be easy to think that you're loved unconditionally, but you are, amen. Amen. It may not be normal to believe that God has a plan for your life and love you like no other. Unconditionally, crazy love, just, you know, scandalous love. The Bible is over and over about Jesus loving us unconditionally, crazy. And it's hard for us to believe that because nobody on earth loves us like that. Come on, somebody. Nobody. I haven't encountered one person that, that loves me unconditionally, truly. Amen. That's not a knock against anybody. It's not a knock against my wife and my friends and my family. Nobody is capable of loving me like Jesus loves me. Nobody's capable of loving me like God loves me. Nobody can love me like the Lord. Here's the thing. You have to learn how to receive that affirmation and remove your earthly mentality from your God relationship. Because Jesus is always firing out words of affirmation. You are loved. Everything's gonna be alright. I got it all under my control. Every time you go through a situation You know what the scripture says you know what the Bible says you can feel God's presence You know the Holy Spirit's inside of you going to I got this thing under control everything's gonna be fine But it's hard to believe that yeah. We approach Supernatural things with a natural mentality Amen What am I saying I'm saying you got to learn how to receive affirmation. Stop rejecting affirmation from Jesus. You know why we reject affirmation? Because a lot of the representation of Jesus in the earth has rejected us. Right? Churches and pastors and people that we thought would celebrate what God was doing in our life, and then they're like, nah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Little out of my wheelhouse, so I don't think that's God. You know what I learned a long time ago as a pastor? I don't know how God moves in people's lives. He might want to pick somebody up and throw them across the room. I might think it was a little crazy at first, but I'm not going to be like, yo. I hope God didn't, you know, I don't think that was God. Now, if you're about to kick somebody in the face, I <laughs> might be like, yo, hold on, wait, wait, wait a minute. You sure this guy? Because I got insurance policy in the house. <laughs> y'all know, y'all ever heard that preacher? What's his name? Todd Bentley? He kicked somebody in the face because the Lord told him to? Charles don't about... throw <laughs> They're going to be Charles one day. Come here, the Lord said to kick you in the face. Said, Charles, you just don't like that person. You got to receive affirmation, amen? Got to receive affirmation. And we've been rejected so much that we put those projections on Jesus, and we can't receive affirmation because we keep getting rejected from people that we look to to give us affirmation. And when you live your life and your process through rejection after rejection, the moment you have an encounter with Jesus, everything changes. You got to learn how to lay aside that brokenness and say, Lord, you know what? You got to work through all of this so I can know who I am. I see a work that you want to do. But if I'm being honest, it's hard to receive this work. Amen? Amen? Receive affirmation message. Receive affirmation. Here's the last thing. You ready for this? You got to live with Confirmation. From Jesus so you got to get a revelation you got to receive affirmation and you have to live with confirmation what does that mean see he says this he says uh, so Jesus affirmed him right in verse 17 you're favored and privileged son Jonah for I have uh, you didn't discover this on your own but my father in heaven gave you the supernatural and then he goes on into verse 18 and 19 and he confirms it this is what he says look I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this rock will be the bedrock of my foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom, realm, to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. Listen to this. Two things God, Jesus gave him. After this revelation, he, he had affirmation, then Jesus turned around, he gave him a new name. Somebody say new name. And with that new name came new access. Listen, Jesus said, I don't want you just to have a revelation of who I am. Because if you only understand who I am, you'll never really walk in what I have for you. And it's not enough just to come to church and you know, praise God and get a revelation of who God is. I, I rejoice that and, and, and celebrate that, but God wants to take us further. And when you come in here and you get a revelation of who he is, he begins to affirm you by telling you who you are. So the moment you have an encounter with Jesus, every encounter with Jesus comes to define who you are in Christ. Oh, y'all, it's quiet. It's too quiet in here because, listen, when I have a moment with Jesus, I walk out a little bit better knowing who I am, amen? I walk out knowing that I'm loved unconditionally. I walk out knowing that I walk in power and that that, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that I tread over serpents and scorpions and, and devils and imps and all this stuff. I walk out knowing that God is on my side and I'm living uh, a life that's pleasing to him. I walk out knowing that I'm righteous because I have had an encounter with Jesus. And I love that Jesus doesn't invite us into His presence and then make us leave the same. He invites us into His presence. He says, "Then now, listen. Now you don't have a moment. With me. Now I got to tell you who you are. Listen, you are Peter, not Simon." He renames the man. Do you know what Simon means? Everybody know what Simon means. Simon means shaky. He took him from shaky to Peter, a rock. This is what an encounter does. Changes your complete identity. No, Peter, no, you will no longer be called Simon. No, no, nobody's going to ever call you shaky again. Nobody's going to ever be out here wondering if you're going to be tossed to and fro. Nobody, because you had a revelation of who I am. You had an encounter with me. So now I call you a rock. But I'm not just going to change your name. I want you to know something. I'm going to build my church on this identity shift. I'm going to build my church on this change. I'm going to build my church on this encounter. I'm going to build my church on this revelation. Listen, Peter, next is now. Not later, now. I no longer call you shaky. Amen. Well, you know, you know, you know. I just, Pat, friend, you know, I hear you saying all this stuff, but I, uh, I know me best, friend. I just, I just know me. Well, maybe you need to read about Peter a little bit, because even after this encounter, even after the name changed Peter still had mess ups. At one point, Jesus looked at Peter and had to rebuke him. Revelation, affirmation, confirmation, but he still had struggles, and he was still loved and and he was still celebrating, and God still used him, and God still built his church on him, and God still did all these things, and God still is changing lives today, and he was messed up. Somebody say messed up. What are you saying? I'm saying you don't need it all together for next to be now. God has chosen you. He said, tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. Well, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be it. Tag, you're it. Somebody say, but what about you? Who do men say they am? Oh, that's, that's cute. But what about you? What do you say? What do you believe about me? Amen. Romans eight fourteen says, "For those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. They're called the children of." So as we begin to understand how the Lord wants to move in our life, we have to define how he moves. To define it, we have to learn how to follow his spirit, amen? And I think for a lot of us, we've had surface relationship with God because we've treated heavenly things with mundane attitudes keep treating God like he's our friend down the street no he's your Lord and Savior he's everything when you go through a storm he's there on your good day he's there on your bad day he's there on the day you think you got it all together he's there on the day you don't think you got it all together He's there. amen come on somebody it's Zaxby's. there. You know, I got to slide Zaxby's in the message somewhere. In that drive-through line, forty-five minutes. I need them to open the dining room back up. Come on. So, as we land this this today, I just want to declare over you a few things. I want to declare over you and hear me out, everybody. Do me a favor, close your eyes for a moment. Just, I just want to put some declarations over you. I want to declare over you that you are loved by the Lord, and I want to declare not just love, but your love unconditionally. not believe it fully, God is head over heels in love with you. I want to declare over you that you are righteous because of Jesus. I want to declare over you that you are made whole. You're not broken. You're not fragmented. You're not in pieces. You are righteous. You are whole. I want to declare over you that you are important in the movement. Of God, that you are selected by the Holy Spirit, by God, to be a part of His great work in the earth. And God has rested His anointing on your life to break yokes, to bring change, to do things like never before. I want to declare with you right now, in the name of Jesus, that you are not who society says you are. You will not go down the pathway. That leads to brokenness you will go down the pathway that leads to righteousness I declare over you right now as you're watching as you're in this room that you're listening that you are free from guilt shame and defeat you are listen I declare over you right now that you will not No longer live in the shame culture. You will no longer live shamed by your past, by your friends, by your none of that. I declare right now that you are broken and that the cycle of abuse in your life is over. And I declare you that you are strong enough to forgive and move on. man, I feel the anointing right here. I declare that it'll be a testimony, that you won't hide your testimony, that you won't hide your trauma, but you'll use it to tell of the goodness of Jesus Christ. Yes, I went through it, and God brought me out. Yes, yes, I was doing the drugs, and he brought me out. Yes, I I got the abuse, and he brought me out. Yes, I did the alcohol, and he brought me out. Yes, I was sexually—whatever. He brought me out. I am no longer that person. An anointing will rest on your life to tell of the goodness of Jesus. And I decree and declare with you right now in the name of Jesus. No more, no more thoughts of suicide, no more thoughts of loneliness, no more, no more, no more rejecting the affirmation of Jesus Christ. He is for you. you right now, God says he is for you. He is for you. He has not forgotten you, daughter. He is for you. He is on your side. And I break the chain of the enemy that keeps trying to pull you and pull you back into guilt and shame. You are forgiven. You are completely free. He is for for you, he is for you. Ah, man! Shout the Lord, say He is on your side. He is guiding you through all of this. He said, I, "My plan for you is not null and void. That I still have a plan for your life, and I'm still going to use you to bring glory." to my name to my kingdom i'm going to use you like never before you thought what was going on right now you thought you were just moving in god right now but he says listen you ain't seen nothing yet he is not done he is only the beginning there is a great anointing on your life and you are going to impact so many people you won't even believe it won't even believe it oh god have mercy. And I hear the Lord saying you need to crash the tratter box in your head that keeps telling you that you're not good enough, that you're not faithful enough, that you had not done enough. God says I want you to kill it. I have you in my hand. It's your time. It's your time to shine. God says, no more circling that mountain. If you're ready, I'm ready. Golly. <laughs> That's what I hear the Lord saying, Thank you, Lord. My Lord. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for what you're going to say. Thank you for what you've said this morning. Oh, man, you are so good. Grateful for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you. We thank you. We love you. We're grateful. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for joining us here at Prevail Church for this podcast. We hope this experience builds your faith and impacts your life. For more information about Prevail Church, visit us online at prevail.tv. Now let's tune in.